What a week in sports, right? The NCAA championship game, won by a local five, baseball's opening day, and the Masters. This week, we have and will have talked about all of it. Today, it's golf. A tradition like no other tees off Thursday, and on today's Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports podcast, we talk Masters with Garrett Johnston, who's in Augusta covering the event. It's Wednesday, April 6th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. There are plenty of storylines heading into the event. No Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods is there, and all indications are that he's playing a year after that devastating car accident. But our focus today is on a local product, Harry Higgs, who's making his Masters debut. Higgs is a 30-year-old who calls Dallas home, but he grew up in the Kansas City area and went to Blue Valley North. He battled his way through the Corn Ferry Tour and qualified for the Masters by finishing fourth in last year's PGA. Higgs is quickly becoming one of golf's most popular players. He's a big personality. Yeah, that was him who hoisted his shirt at the Waste Management Phoenix Open earlier this year. At BV North, Higgs was voted most likely to brighten your day. He'll brighten yours in a conversation he's had with Johnston that you'll hear after a break. Garrett interviewed Higgs on his Beyond the Clubhouse podcast. But first, Johnston and I discussed the Masters. Did you know Tom Watson is an honorary starter this year for the first time? Okay, let's get started. Our guest today is Garrett Johnston, and we are going to talk golf uh, on Sportsbeat KC. It's Masters Week, the 86th Masters uh, coming up on Thursday. In uh, full disclosure, Garrett and I are having this conversation on Sunday night. So uh, don't blame us if uh, news happens over the next few days that we do not discuss. So, Garrett, it's great to have you on Sportsbeat KC. How are you? I'm good. I always get a, a couple extra years of energy uh, just being at Augusta. Um, I mean, it's, it's a special thing as, as any journalist, as any storyteller to be able to walk the grounds and, and just soak it up. It just, it never, ever, ever gets old. <laughs> so it, it's just sports fans Mecca, man. It really is. And, and it really, when I say sports fan, this is that one week of the year where it doesn't matter if you're a golf fan or not, you are watching the Masters. It's on ESPN. It's on the biggest networks. And you've got Tiger and Phil, excuse me, Tiger. Uh, of right. the, yeah, we'll uh, get to that. We'll, we'll get to the field here in, in a moment. Not, not in the next, but yeah. Um, and uh, you've been to Augusta more than once. Uh, you, this is uh, eighth or ninth trip down there for you, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Ninth trip. Um, 2013 was my first one. And I've always, my story's always been grow with the rookies, right? Document this moment for them because it's never going to be the same. Like this is, it's only going to be like this once for Harry Higgs, right? You're local there from Kansas City area. You know, the emotion for him, for his caddy brother, Alex, for family. And, and, and it's so it, it's a cool thing to be able to document that. Right. Because uh, Lord knows uh, these careers go by so quickly as Tom Watson's uh, has gone by. And now he's an honorary starter for the first time this year. So, like, it's, it's amazing how how time marches on. But you do your best to uh, document it. Right. So we've got two of those local angles at the Masters. We'll talk about both. of them. Let's start with Harry Giggs. What a. What a fun guy he is. Now, you, you've you spent some uh, time talking with, with Harry and others about Harry, and uh, it's it's part of your podcast uh, and that uh, Beyond the Clubhouse podcast that we will uh, link to, and I'm really looking forward to hearing it. We'll actually have an excerpt of it uh, after a break that 
that we have in our conversation today. But what did um, what did you find out about Harry Higgs, the, the Blue Valley North product, who went to Southern Methodist for college? So uh, went went from uh, BV North to uh, to SMU and qualified for the Masters by finishing fourth in the PGA last year, tied for fourth. Uh, an incredible accomplishment for uh, for Harry Higgs, but. Uh, must have been a fun conversation because he is a fun guy. Big time. Yeah. Harry, uh, just, he just exudes like excitement and appreciation for where he's at in his, in his career. And it's amazing. Like, he, yeah, I would say that what my takeaways from talking to him were just the sentimentalism of, of what this represents, right? We hear all the time. Okay. First master's for, for a rookie, a master's rookie. What does it mean? You must've had a putt that said, Hey, this is for the master's when I was eight years old. Right. He literally had a competition with his brother, Alex, his younger brother, Alex, his good friend, one of his great friends from high school, uh, Corbin, uh, Keen, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and Devin McCarthy, oh, excuse me, Devin McCarthy, um, who is actually, Staying with him this week, him and, and his brother, Alex, the three of them, like old times, right? When they were eight, 10 years old, they would have a putting contest on the Nicholas Golf Club at Lionsgate. And it was an 18-hole contest, right? It was only three different tees, but you play them six times to get 18 holes. And the first matchup was always the Masters, right? And Alex Higgs told me that, hey, we're going to play all four majors, but the one that everybody wants to win is the first one, which is the Masters. So they would go on to do the PGA Championship and all the others, right? The British Open, and everything would be unique in the way they set up the, the putting green and, and the holes and the challenge. But these are kids that love the game. And that's for, for Harry Higgs. It really paints a picture of what this, this means to him this week. He told me he, the most excited he is is for, for Monday, which in our case right now is tomorrow. For his mom to see this course for the very first time, Blair, um, that's what he's really looking forward to the most. He got a chance to, to play it with his dad um, and, and also with Alex a couple months back. It was a lot softer. It was obviously winter. So this is a special thing where he knows there's so many sacrifices made by his parents. And now it's time uh, for his parents, Mike and Denise, to really soak it in uh, this week as they watch him. Oh, very cool. The Nicholas, Nicholas Golf Club at Lionsgate is the former home of a web.com tour. Of course, now it's the Horn Ferry Tour. Um, and it's on 143rd Street in Overland Park, Kansas. So, yeah, that makes sense that that, uh, uh, that would have been a, uh, something of a home course for, for Harry Higgs. Now, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't know about Harry until that moment that the Phoenix opened. Um, Earlier this year, when uh, when the top came up on Harry, I, I knew who Harry Higgs was, uh, and I knew he had uh, had the great PGA finish. But I I kind of lost track a little bit, and then right. and then the Phoenix Open happens, and he has this snapshot moment that uh, uh, that maybe only happens at that event. Uh, of course, he, he he rolls in a putt, lifts his shirt up, and shows the uh, shows the crazy crowd his um, you know just flashed him for a moment. And uh, I, what, uh, what, what did you make of that? And I, I think it speaks to just who this guy is, how much fun he has playing golf. And he's, you know, he's a big personality on the tour. Yeah, no, he, well, what I made of it is that it shows his personality and it shows that he, he, like, he doesn't mind playing along. 
right? There are a lot of pros that don't mind just falling into the mold of being a vanilla PGA Tour pro, where it's just, you don't show any emotion on your sleeve. You just kind of, I'm not trying to say everybody's blah, 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 but it feels like 50 to 60% of the players just kind of inter, you know, whatever. There's just not a lot to them. And in the case of Harry, I asked him about that, uh, taking the, the shirt off. And he said he, he felt like it was necessary to play along. Like it was not his idea. He was being prodded on by, by the people there. And he was okay with it, right? He was just going to have that little moment and whatever. Give the people what they want. Basically, he's a man of the people. That's Harry Hicks. And I think what's really cool is, is I asked on the ESPN preview of this event, uh, I asked Curtis Strange and uh, all the broadcasters, Andy North and Scott Van Pelt, what do you make of Harry Higgs' first debut here at Augusta? And they brought up the shirt idea and the fact that, hey, if he tries to pull that on 16, the par three here at Augusta, Andy North said he's going to be on Washington Road in less than two minutes, kicked out of the tournament, no questions asked. So it's just funny to hear the perspective of a lot of these veteran broadcasters, former players in Andy North's case and Curtis Strange, they know what it's like to play at Augusta. And they, you know, actually Andy told me that it would be fun if you're a golf fan to follow Harry Higgs for just a couple holes on an event like this, because I know you're going to see the big names, right? You're always going to have that. But just to see his personality and the way he reacts to this course, um, there's a lot of game that he brings to the table. I think you got to remember that too. This is uh, a guy who, who, who played, as you said, alluded to, PJ Championship, I mean, top five, I mean, that is really impressive stuff to get into this field. It's not like he, he um, you know, dragged somebody's coattails in to get here. This is a, an impressive thing. Right. And he, he hasn't had a, a career trajectory kind of like Jordan Spieth, who, you know, was just uh, killing it right out of the University of Texas. Um, he has worked his way up with the PGA Tour Latino America, the the Corn Ferry Tour, of course, uh, for Harry Higgs, but now he is, um, and now he's at Augusta, and 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 that is very very cool. Um, okay, let's um, uh, let's just touch on the the other uh, big local uh, storyline here, and that is Tom Watson uh, is a an honorary uh, starter at at Augusta. He joins Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player. Uh, Watson is. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a threesome. It's been, they've been doing this for a while at, at, at Augusta. And um, last year, I think uh, Tom is, re- is replacing Lee Elder, who passed away um, in uh, over since since last year. And Lee Elder, the, the first you know black person to play in the Masters, was an honorary starter last year. But now that honor goes to Tom Watson. Tom, of course, uh, Kansas City, and still lives in Kansas City. Um, is a uh, is a great ambassador for golf for the two-time winner of the Masters 1977 and 1981. You've like as we established, you've covered many Masters. What what does it mean to be an honorary starter at Augusta? Yeah, I mean, just a, a great honor. And you think about somebody like Tom Watson, who is to so many of us, he is a, a really a living legend. Like there, a lot of my friends, even, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late thirties. A lot of my friends in their forties and fifties, they grew up watching Tom Watson and just to see what he did at Turnberry, almost winning another open championship in 2009, that kind of got him back on the radar again. And, and honestly, it was that stretch in 2015 and 2016 that I absolutely coveted watching. Uh, I'm lucky. Um, 
covering Tom Watson in 2015, the Open Championship, his final one there at St. Andrews, and then 2016, his final Masters, right? I, I remember asking him in the press center after he finished that round. He obviously missed the cut, unfortunately, on that Friday. And I just said, wow, look at the things you've done. Your final Open, U.S. Open at Pebble in 2010. And I was lucky to, to see him wipe his tears away there. 2015, there were no tears at St. Andrews as he crossed the Swilkin Bridge. His son on the bag. He said that uh, it, it was, he's always told me life is a series of passages and you just go go through one at a time. And it's, for some reason, he didn't cry this last open. I don't know how he did it, but but afterwards he said it just, it, it's it's the next passage for him. And, and his, his son told me that it's like, um, he told me at the Masters 2016, uh, which would be the last one for Tom, he said that um, that that was a stage of his life that he's passed on now from, and and uh, it's tough to, to see it go, especially as that's your dad, that's your hero, and it's just amazing um, to 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 see it happen so quickly. It, it's a, it, you try to capture it as best you can, and and now it's you now to his final Masters. Now was six years ago. It's hard to believe uh, that we're already that far on, but it is to answer your question. It's a great honor for him to be this honorary star, and, and it feels right. There's something about. It. Go, going along with Jack Nicholas and Gary Player, he really does. He does fit that mold. I've always considered Tom Watson to be part of the Mount Rushmore of great Kansas City sports personalities. It's, sometimes you wouldn't think of a golfer there, but I'm not sure. You know, I, I guess without having given it a ton of thought, uh, you know, what legendary golfer is more associated with his hometown than Tom Watson is with Kansas City? It really is a big source of pride that he's a he's a Kansas Cityan. Big time. Yeah. All right. Uh, we know Phil Mickelson not going to be in the Masters. Uh, Phil's had some commu- communication problems uh, <laughs> over the last uh, couple of months. Um, we, what we don't know as we speak is uh, the status of Tiger Woods. He's in Augusta it's Sunday, but we know he's in Augusta. And he has said it is a game day decision whether he plays. I, I think we'll know before that. But you have a sense of whether Tiger would uh, tease it up on Thursday? I think if he's made the trip all the way here, and, and I've seen some of the videos of, of the speed of his swing, I, mean, I thought he was going to play in the Masters when I saw his swing there at the Hero World Challenge and he was warming up and getting ready to play with Charlie two weeks later, his son, at the father-son. And we saw, we saw the speed of his swing. We saw the fluidity of it. I mean – it came to a certain point was like, okay, can he walk the course? Oh no, he can't walk Augusta. He can't walk Augusta. I know that that sounds like a challenge, but if that's the biggest obstacle to get this guy who's wired so differently than anybody else that seems to ever play the game. I mean, come on. He is the ultimate competitor. And when I see people and I hate to call them out directly, but like, I see reporters like uh, Kyle Porter for CBS sports and him saying, Oh, there's no way he's here to win. He knows that it's just a great opportunity to, to go through the master's ceremonies. I'm thinking to myself, no, Tiger said he does not want to be a ceremonial golfer. He's here with his caddy, Joe LaCava, and all the effort they've gone through playing even today, as you said uh, to his tweet uh, from this morning, he was out there practicing again on sun- Sunday here. And to put all this effort out, I, why would he do it if, if he knows that he's not close enough to be able to play? You know what I mean? Why would you put yourself through this and dangle the carrot in front of your face at a course which 
he won in 2019. And his last round, I think he's five under in his last seven holes. Remember the furious comeback he had after a bad back nine? I mean, think about that. He knows he has the mental edge on every single player in this field. And that may sound outlandish, but this guy's he's wired completely differently than anybody else. His first Masters Championship, to me, was one of the great sports moments of all time. Just a young Tiger Woods dominating that course and that field. It was it was a sight to behold. So uh, I hope he does play. Uh, golf is better when Tiger Woods is playing. And so, uh, again, hope, hope he is involved in it. And I wish good things to uh, Harry Higgs, the, the Blue Valley North product. And it would be fun to see him uh, negotiate his first uh, Augusta. So, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we are going to hear an excerpt from the uh, the podcast Beyond the Clubhouse um, uh, that uh, that Garrett Johnson produces. And we'll take this opportunity to bid farewell to Garrett. I really appreciate you spending some time with us today and safe travels to Augusta. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Blair. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. I'm really excited to kind of like hear the dinner chat that, that we have or, you know, just sitting around on the couch like, who did you see today? What did you see? You know, what do you think of this? It's just, you know, it's such a magical place that I'm sure there's going to, you know, this will be something we talk about for years, um, but everybody will be kind of caught up in the moment and it'll be fun to hear what uh, everybody experienced day in and day out. Right, right. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're already cutting to the chase of what I really want to talk about here because I talked to your brother Alex about this. The dinner table conversation, the people that you're going to be with are people that played in a putting contest with you in Kansas City at that yeah. Nicholas course. Like, what the hell, man? And you guys are you know, putting for the Masters. It was all this crazy scenario. Explain this to the audience, bro. Yeah. So um, growing up at back home in Kansas City, we I, I really lucked out and a lot of the uh, friends that I had, you know, met and grew up playing golf with had a huge hand in, in me being here, not, you know, necessarily directly, but when I, we moved to Kansas city, I was 10 years old, you know, we moved right on a golf course. So 
I wanted to play golf. I started playing and then I just really lucked in that a lot of the neighborhood kids were around my age and they would go up there and play. Right. I mean, we would every day after school when the weather was good or all throughout the summer, we would all just meet up there and go play golf. One of the things that we would also do, um, you know, if we couldn't get off on the golf course or we were just kind of all around practicing, we all, we were almost always together. There was a group of like five, six, seven, eight of us. Um, we would play putting contests and we would design, you know, we would do the four majors and we would design <laughs> the, the four majors around. And so the way that which we would have these done is you would kind of set up three tees and ever, you know, you would tee off and everybody would, uh, you know, go, you know, three holes, three, six times, right? So it's 18 holes and the, whoever was the most under par would win. Um, the masters, the masters was always, for some reason, I think we might've missed the boat here. We could have probably made the putts longer, but our, our, we had a big giant putting green with quite a bit of slope. So the masters would always be the one. It was like 15 to 20 footers with the most break we could find. Come on, uh, baby. Yeah, the U.S. <laughs> Open would be obviously just the hardest. A lot of long lag putts. We had kind of like this little bit of fringe that would cut in every now and again. We'd make, you know, design a hole that you'd have to put it through the fringe, sometimes even put it through the rough. Um, the British Open, for some reason, we settled on everything needs to be just like short and straight. So we would just have like eight to ten footers and we yeah. would all go, you know, three tees, go around six times. And then again, curious as to how we came up with it, but the PGA would be kind of like a mix of everything. And then we would also, the last hole of the PGA was, was a par three, you know, so it was like a lag putt, but if you hold it, you made Eagle. Nice. None of it really made any sense. <laughs> Other than the, you know, the masters one where you, yeah, I guarantee you come next week, I'm going to have a 12 to 15 footer that breaks three, four five feet. Right. I mean, it's just the way that the place is designed and the green complexes are incredible. Um, so a, a lot of the a lot of the folks we grew up with, you know, playing the putting contests will, will be there as well. Um, yeah, it's just kind of weird how how things work out. And when you're, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, I mean, heck, we were doing this up until we all probably left for school. You know, when you get enthralled with this game that we all love and sometimes we hate, you know, and you, you have great family and friends around you it's fun to see where it, where it takes you. And, you know, it was just another excuse for us to spend more time at the golf course. Um, so obviously I have benefited from that and, and everybody else said, you know, has as well, but uh, yeah, it was, those were fun times. I never won um, all four of them in a row. That was kind of the grand slam was what you, what you wanted to do. And there were sometimes later on, as we got a little older, there was kind of another, crop of younger 12 13 14 15 year olds that would join us and there were sometimes we had you know 12 15 people in the in the putting contest um, oh my god <laughs> so it was a lot of fun I, we, we i don't i don't think we ever did too much damage to the green um but uh yeah it was a lot of fun we pretty much just took up one section of the putting greens if anybody was trying to hit a few putts before teeing off there were times where they couldn't we we had blocked darn near the whole thing off um <laughs> Fun times, man. It's just, that's, that's just golf and especially golf when you're young, you know, everybody, 
everybody that asks me, what should I do? My son or daughter wants to go play, you know, will you take a look at their swing? Who should they go, you know, work with as a coach? I try to back them off of all that and just like, just find ways to make it fun and, you know, have a hint of competitiveness. Yeah. I, that's kind of, that's, that's what I did. I don't, I kind of lucked into it. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I don't know that my parents really knew what they were doing, but they just let us do our thing and, and made it a, a little bit competitive here and there. And we just had fun with it. So it'll be fun to, to play in the real masters uh, and have some of those, those folks that were with me, you know, join me next week. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the guys who went to high school, you mentioned high school, uh, blue Valley North high school. Yep. And one of your best friends apparently is going to be out there. I hear who you, who you play with in that competition there, your little, yeah. uh, putting ring competition so this has got to be special to have him out there too right at your first yeah master's. we're yeah it's it's i think almost everybody's first masters um you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna have quite a few friends and family we i invited a you know one of my best friends to to come just share the week with me and and everyone else he's gonna stay in the house with us um i'm sure he's super excited and uh you know my now girlfriend um her and I grew up playing golf together. She was part of the putting contest. Her, her brother and I are very close. We, we played mini tour golf together. We traveled to, you know, all of the small town USA playing mini tours and Monday qualifiers. Um, you know, he was a part of the, the group that was always, we were always playing golf together. So yeah, we're, we're, a lot of us will be there and it'll, it'll be a ton of fun. It'll be, again, I'm very much looking forward to hearing kind of their, their thoughts on the place once they get to see it and, and, you know, just hear the ins and outs of their day, you know, what went on, where did you go? What, who did you see? All that kind of, all that kind of stuff. That'll be, that'll be exciting for me. That'll get me away from kind of the, the task at hand and the, the enormity of what I am doing and what I am playing in. Right. It'll be more just focusing on the little, maybe the little funny stuff that happened to them throughout the day. Yeah. And also one of your absolute good buddies on tour, Harold Barna the third, who I love, is also yeah. making his master's debut. I mean, how special is it for you two to both have that? And have you been texting back and forth going, dude, what have you been to 12? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we did. There was a he congratulated me forever ago when I um, you know, when I knew I was playing. And then just this last week, he shored up his spot. So son of a Send him a note of congratulations. I don't know how it works for the par three yet, and I don't really have a group, but certainly if our schedules link up, you know, Harold's big time, man. But if our schedules link up, it would be fun to, you know, I, I know Harold, I, I know his wife uh, well too. And then I would assume his, his young son will be a part of that as well. So that'd be cool to share with, with them. Um, I'm not sure. Don't, don't hold me to that yet. I, I really don't know how any of this works. Uh, but yeah, it'd be fun to fun to do that. Fun to have the par three with a with a great friend. Or even just the nature of the par three. Like every time I've been there in 10, 12 years, it's just every the players are so just giddy to be there. They got family around, yeah. friends. You got Jack. It's a living history day. Like, how much are you looking forward to that aspect of the week? Yeah, it's you know, I guess kind of it's it's I mean, all of all of next week is pretty much unknown. To me, I, I'm obviously certainly more excited to just play in the golf tournament rather than the the par three. But that's no disrespect to the par three. And I think it, you know, it, I think everybody competes in it because they it, it 
it serves its purpose. Yes, it is truly like living legends come back and enjoy a day on, you know, an unbelievable at an unbelievable place. But also it's a way to just kind of go and let your hair down, right? Just yeah. smile and have fun. <laughs> Get all your work done Monday to Wednesday, you know, have some lunch Wednesday afternoon and then go have some fun. Enjoy it with with those that are there with you. Enjoy it with all the folks that, you know, had a hand in, in getting you to this point. Um, so I am any any time that I can do that next week, I will be I will be very keen to, to take that up. Um, and, and certainly the part three will be will be one of those that'll do it for today thanks to randy mason for producing today's show and thanks to garrett johnston for the conversation and for providing a portion of his beyond the clubhouse interview with harry higgs you can find a link to that show in our story notes plenty of good stuff about the masters and the sports world in today's morning sports edition it's 46 pages and it's yours with a subscription to the star go to kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another edition of Sportsbeat KC.